welcome again to the Catholic Blood Podcast. Today we're going to be reading from St. Charles. Uh, he was a bishop. I may have a tendency to say Bormeo. We're not reading St. Charles Bormeo. That's just going to be my bad. My hope is that that won't even be a thing. But today we're going to read from St. Charles, and he's going to give us some advice on how to live a holy life, how to be more attentive in Mass, how to be more attentive in prayer, and how to transform what we do into acts of service for God. So this is going to be something that's centered around priest and religious, but as you'll listen here in a few moments, it's very applicable to the layman as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. From a sermon given during the last synod he attended by St. Charles, Bishop. I admit that we are all weak, but if we want help, the Lord God has given us the means to find it easily. One priest may wish to lead a good life, a holy life, as he knows he should. He may wish to be, a cha- to be chaste and to reflect heavenly virtues in the way he lives. Yet he does not resolve to suitable means, such as penance, prayer, the avoidance of evil, discussions, and harmful and dangerous friendships. Another priest complains that as soon as he comes into church to pray the office or to celebrate Mass, a thousand thoughts fill his mind and distract him from God. But what but what was he doing in the sacristy before he came out for the office or for Mass? How did he prepare? What means did he use to collect his thoughts and to remain recollected? Would you like me to teach you how to grow from virtue to virtue and how, if you are already recollected at prayer, you can be even more attentive next time and so give God more pleasing worship? Listen, and I will tell you, if a tiny spark of God's love already burns within you, do not expose it to the wind, for it for it may get blown out. Keep the oven tight, tightly shut, so that it will not lose its heat and grow cold. In other words, avoid distractions as well as you can. Stay quiet with God. Do not spend your time in useless chatter. If teaching and preaching is your job, then study diligently and apply yourself to whatever is necessary for doing the job well. Be sure that you first preach by the way you live. If you do not, people will notice that you say one thing but live otherwise, and your work will bring only cynical laughter and a derisive shake of the head. Are you in charge of a parish? If so, do not neglect the parish of your own soul. Do not give yourself to others so completely that you have nothing left for yourself. You have to be mindful of your people without becoming forgetful of yourself. My brothers, you must realize that for us churchmen, nothing is more necessary than meditation. We must meditate before, during, and after everything we do. The prophet says, I will pray and then I will understand. When you administer the sacraments, meditate on on what you are doing. When you celebrate Mass, reflect on the sacrifice you are offering. When you pray the office, think about the words you are saying and 
the Lord to whom you are speaking. When you take care of your people, meditate on the Lord's blood that has washed them clean. In this way, all that you do becomes a work of love. This is the way we can easily overcome the countless difficulties we have to face day after day, which, after all, are part of our work. In meditation, we find the strength to bring Christ to birth in ourselves and in other men. Man, so good. Let's start first from the end and work our way back. All right, so that last verse is just so critical. Oh my gosh, it says, In meditation, we find the strength to to bring Christ to birth in ourselves and other men. I mean, as a Christian, that's what we're called to do, right? Like, that is the thing that we're supposed to be doing, is we are supposed to, like, be Christ in the world. That's why we're Christians, right? And, I mean, if we want to do that successfully, and these words, these words of wisdom from St. Charles, we have to make time for meditation in our lives, right? It was not just going to come about. We're not just going to suddenly find it. But there has to be time made for meditation and it even so far says or St. Charles I should say says that in meditation we should meditate before the thing we do during the thing that do we do and after the thing that we are doing which I mean okay like you're working it's kind of hard to take moments to like pause and meditate and think in fact probably not appreciated by your boss but or, or if you are the boss pr- probably still not appreciate because there's lots to do so Okay, maybe for us, it's not so much built into our schedule as lay people, but there's definitely time in the day, if you make it, to meditate, maybe early in the morning, maybe at lunch, maybe right after you get off of work. Um, Usually, most people, they have a commute. Instead of just turning on music or a podcast, you could use that time for meditation. So we see here like uh, the, I should say, the necessity of meditation, right? If you want to bring Christ to birth in your life, if you want to bring Christ to birth in others' lives, meditation is necessary. I mean, let's think about it, all right? Jesus Christ, when he was alive in the Bible, what does he do? He secludes himself to a desolate place so that he can pray. How on earth do we think that we can be better than him who is God? If he needed to meditate on himself, in a funny sense, because he is God, if he has to meditate, then we have to meditate. We can't get by life not meditating. And the reason why I share this is because I found, um, I actually was talking to some religious life, and I was telling them about some of the things I was doing. I asked them, like, what can I do different? And they actually mentioned this, not this specific reading, but they mentioned that I had devotionals, and they were good, but I wasn't meditating, and that meditation is a necessity of the spiritual life. It's not optional, but like it's necessary that if you want to have an active spiritual life, you have to meditate. So working our way back, that's that's a really good solid piece of advice is find some time to meditate. The second thing is like, okay, do you find yourself distracted in prayer? Do you find yourself distracted in the mass? Then reflect on like, what are the things that you're doing before you get there? Are you just trying to go straight into it? And you're trying to pray and be focused and then you're frustrated because you're distracted or you're going to mass and you get there late or you just get there just in time. I 
am very guilty of wanting to do this very often of just arriving at mass early and or not excuse me not early but arriving to mass just like right before the priest is walking down the aisle like that's the goal when it shouldn't be um so i struggle with this but i also find that i've been distracted lately at mass so yeah the goal here is what were you doing before these things are you really preparing to enter into prayer? Like for Liturgy of the Hours, it says, think of the words you are saying and to whom you are saying them to. Like, man, that second bit, that gets all of us. Right? Do we really in our prayer realize that we're speaking to God? I mean, if you were going to speak to the president, no matter who it was, you would think a little bit about what you had to say. Or maybe you have but we speak to something much and someone much, much, much more important and much more powerful every time we pray. That the king of heaven is listening to us attentively. So we, we probably shouldn't like utter words just loosely and without thought. So if you're having distractions, think about what are you doing before prayer and before mass. And allow yourself some time to really be able to enter into whatever activity you're entering into. When it comes to this, you know, spiritual, spiritual life. Um, another thing that is just worth mentioning. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And this way, all that you do becomes a work of love. Uh, man, just talking about meditate on what you're doing, bring that back to God. Like, that's pretty awesome. We should, we should seek that. Uh, we should seek to try and intentionally do things for God. Like for us as laymen, maybe we, our time is a little bit shorter. Uh, what I like though is there's a book of Naaman and, uh, or Nehemiah, don't know how you want to say his name. And he was an attendant of the king. He was like the royal cup bearer. So he poured the wine for the king. And he's sad because he wants to bring Jerusalem back because it's been sacked and all the walls are destroyed. It's in just absolute desolation. Um, and the king notices he's sad and it's like and he asks him what's on your mind and he has like this cool quick instant that he has to like talk to the king and he basically just offers up a prayer just like god please help um it's nothing he says it's just he just relies on god to help him when he speaks i think and he like and he's a layman uh, he's not he's not a prophet he's not a priest uh, he's not a, a great ruler he's just a layman I think that sometimes that needs to be our prayer right like before we do something just a quick like hey god help me to do this with you Help me do this for you, right? Um, and you know that's that's a hard thing. But if you're trying to have all that you do become a work of love, then that's that's a way you can do it. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was it's just so good because I think when I read that, I can't help but think of Saint Teresa Lisieux. Like, what did she do in her life? She didn't do anything exceptional. Like, the only reason she's a saint is because somebody found her diary and is like, "Whoa, what? Look at this amazing interior life that she has." I mean, she cleaned doorknobs and like helped around the cloister like that's really nothing to like nothing to write home about um yet she is one of these great saints because what did she do and everything she did it wasn't just she did it because she had to like she doesn't just like clean her house because she had to not that she had a house because she's in a cloister but she had a room she had a cell but she decided to make it more. She elevated it to a work of love because she did it out of love for God. So, I mean, like, how beautiful is, like, yeah, that's a very practical 
bit of life, like we can totally have that within our lives. That if we want to transform things to works of love, we can, no matter how simple or mundane they are. So yeah, there we go. Um, there are some wonderful, you know, bits of wisdom from St. Charles, and they're extremely practical. I hope that you don't feel accused. I hope that they're just like words that are inspire you and bring you to conviction that you can do this. Uh, love you guys, and I hope you have a great week, and I'll pray for you if you pray for me.